how does that make you feel? Where can you go even for five minutes to look at something that's going to make you feel slightly different? What is it going to give you? It's just going to make you feel good by looking or walking somewhere. I would like to welcome a really lovely old friend and work colleague, Kerry Williams, to this conversation. And it, that we're having this conversation of an evening, one evening when my kids are supposed to be in bed and Kerry is tucked away up country and he's, he's actually working this week away from home. So I'll let him introduce himself in whatever way he would like and explain a little bit about where he is and what he's doing. Over to you, Kerry. Okay, thanks, Lou. Uh, so, um, yeah, so right now I'm uh, I'm sitting in a little room in the um, uh, National uh, Sports Centre at Lillyshaw, which is uh, it's very close to Telford and Shrewsbury. Um, so it's run by Sport England. Um, but what brings me here is um, I... I one of the coaching team that work with wounded, injured and sick service men and women. So uh, I'm pretty involved in a five day program uh, working with these guys um, with various kind of uh, injuries, ailments, physical, mental, mental health. And uh, yeah, it's a great five day program, which I love being part on because um, I love be I love working with with people really and helping them get to what they want in life. Yeah, thank you. And I, th- I think it's fair to say that um, our our connection goes back. I, I was trying to work this out how long we we know each we've known each other, and I think it might be about twelve to fifteen years, maybe fifteen years now from um, working with graduates in the outdoors for big organisations in the defence industry and taking significant groups of graduates into the hills and um and giving them quite (laughs) hardcore experiences to challenge their thinking their physicality um and i I used to go along um as the eyes and ears to support you and martin and boy did i learn a lot back in those days so that's when i i first got to meet you got to know you and um learn about the person that you are and you know and in doing that you know it's a fellow welshman um there's lots of tenuous links um i'm from a similar area to you we know we know each other's um upbringing we um have lots of things in in common and there are lots of things that i look to you and i think wow i wish i could be a bit more like that which is one of the reasons why i asked you to join in this conversation you're a very interesting person to know full of fun full of nonsense and um full of sense as well so i want other people to hear about that and we've got lots of learners lots of listeners we've got lots of mentors who i know love spending time with you so i thought in the lead up to christmas what could we do that we could package up that would be just easy listening, full of hints and tips and ideas about the subject of healthcare, uh, self-care, and the the way in which we do or perhaps don't look after ourselves? Because I know that that's a subject 
that you are hugely passionate about. So is it all right to take you on a little bit of a journey with that subject? Um, a couple of things, Lou. It's more than all right. And thank you for your kind words of what you uh, just said. And uh, yeah, it's been a great, we've had a great journey. Uh, yourself, Martin, um, it's been challenging at times. Um, we've been creative at times, but um, I think um, I can always say there's been a fun element in, in there. And, and actually, right now, I'd be saying that's an important part for me yeah. in, in my life. Uh, and working with teams, having some fun it, it is a really good ingredient. It's not always easy, but it, it, it's really an important factor for me. And maybe we'll come on to some of that. Yeah, I, I um hooking into that. I'm thinking it's taken me, I'm going into little photographic archives as, as you're talking about that. And there are, you know, we have different relationships with all these different people that we work with and different go-tos for advice or encouragement or motivation. And I can honestly say that some of the funniest moments in my working life in the last 15 years have been with you, usually in like a, a really extreme situation that we didn't plan for, but it's like the pressure's on and we are just absolutely laughing our heads off. Um, you know, in snow, mud, rain, uh, broken down vehicles, accident, you know, we, you name it, we've ticked all the boxes and I have cried with laughter <laughs> with, with all the stories. They have been absolutely brilliant. And, um, I thank you for that. Uh, they, we, they can't be repeated on this channel. It would be a bit much, but um, maybe for another time. Sure. So, um, so for the people listening to this who may have had a bit of a heavy going year uh, and not had as much time as they'd hoped to look after themselves in the in the way that they you know it's really easy when you might have been locked locked down furloughed from work and you come up with your good idea at the start this is this is me back in the spring you know oh, right I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to clean out my wardrobe I'm going to get all this done I'm going to go to bed early every night and then life happens and actually a lockdown with you know there are lots of people listening who've had children that have been at home um, their partner may have been at home or they may have moved in with a parent for that period and life has become much mm. more challenging than they bargained for um, and things start to melt away a little bit less less control and I know that you've had some great conversations with people over the last last four or five months mm. where some of those things have happened so would you like to just say a few words about that picture and that landscape yeah i'm listening to you talk lou and you know and i've got like so many things flying flying through my head as probably other people will have i think the first thing that that i probably would say is you know when things get things get a little bit busy and a little bit frantic and we've all got so much to we've all got so much to do and but yet there seems to be so little time to do it, to do these things in. I think the, the lesson I tell myself and try others is that that's the reason to go, to go even slower, if that kind of makes sense. So it's so frantic. You know, what is it that we can do that's going to be good for you as well? So where I'm at with working with people these days, I, I want to know 
What do they like doing? What are they good at? And really uh, do more of it. And when I say more of it, I'm thinking tiny steps, like tiny is huge. So just, just start. I think a starting place is for me, uh, and please tell me that, that you know if I if I'm rambling, Lou or no, go. This is great. But I, I uh, for me, I, I probably would go to. I'm going to use the word structure. So, what do I mean by structure? Um, however you are, wherever you are, I think my number one go-to would be start moving your structure. So, uh, I'm not using the word exercise, but I could mean exercise. But I mean in whatever shape, size we're in at this particular time, and you can only be where you are now. Then I think the number one way to start regenerating rejuvenating our bodies is to move and and i think we're designed to move you know we 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 feel better physically mentally better when we are moving i think that's a fact it's certainly a belief i believe in so i'm kind of saying is tiny steps i'm not saying you've got to get out running or going to the gym or doing stuff whatever i'm just saying try and incorporate a structure where you do a little bit of movement mm. each and, and, and along with that structure then it would i'd probably go into where you move your structure would be would be a huge thing to think about so can you get outside can you walk in a field can you go through some trees for me the closest i can get to nature that's the fastest is going to balance me out so so I come back to again, tiny, tiny. So a fancy word would be the doorstep effect. But what do I mean by that is that means the hardest thing most of the time. So if I'm going to go for a run with you, Lou, uh, the hardest thing is me getting my trainers and my kit on and actually stepping outside the door. Once I'm outside there, I t- I'll, I'll tend to get something going. Yeah. And then we'll add a few things onto that that might help to make that even easier as well in a moment. Yeah. yeah it makes a lot of sense it is sometimes the thought of doing something is is trickier than the doing itself the thinking is the bit that trips people up most of the time and i mean i'm including myself in that as well mm-hmm. um and and just you know wondering whether you've got any thoughts on this so sometimes we go through periods of our, our life where it all just seems to be great and it's flowing and and we are doing those things that we like doing um, and that we're good at doing and taking those tiny little bite-sized steps every day and we're being really aware and then all of a sudden we can't even put our finger on why but it it might just stop or drop off or feel a bit less motivated about this or you know uh, the energy's the energy's gone. So what happens? What what happens to people and how do they how do they who do you know and who have you worked with that where you've been able to encourage them to get back on track? Uh, the, one the one that's front of mind at the moment for me is which I think is is a good thing if you can if you can get it in your life, is to have uh, somebody a friend a partner a social connection that's going to get get working with you whether that's a walk whether it's a dip in the sea whether it's a walk for a coffee whatever it is but 
my experience tells me that having somebody else is a lovely, it gives a bit more incentive, it creates a bit more motivation. Sometimes you don't want to let them down. You might not feel like it, but they're knocking at your door or they're meeting you somewhere. And I think that's, why is that the case? I think it's the case because we're social biological animals. We're meant to be, you know, we like being in the tribe kind of stuff. Our biggest fear is not being part of the gang. So getting somebody that you get on, get on well with, I think is a really good thing. And, you know, this, so then to move yourself in a, in a really nice environment or in some way that's pleasant on the eye with somebody else, I think you're hitting some of my, some of my three top tips. You're moving, you're out in nature and you're actually with somebody else. So they are socializing and they are huge things. And hopefully all I'll talk about tonight is the things that are free. Yeah. Uh, 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 and I'll touch on other things like, you know, just by moving you're breathing and that's so underrated. We all say, well, we breathe, but how do we breathe? You know, yeah. what kind of, you know, what, what actually is going on? And often a lot of what's going on is created by our thinking, by the experiences you just described. So it's trying to get yourself outside of your head a little bit. And I think looking at the sea, looking at the forest, just walking through the forest, besides for all the stuff, the goodness you get from doing that, it's calming on the eyes. Just looking at stuff for two minutes puts our cortisol level down. So if I look at the sea where I live, I'll start relaxing just by looking at it. Mm. That's what happens. And yeah. when you know that, you can bring that into your structure of the day. Yeah. So, so they, they would be things. That I, and the really tough thing is, because I hear what you're saying, because life isn't easy. And we all have these things that, that, that trip us up at times, including myself. And I would say what's worked for me is going back to having a routine and a structure. But when I'm, if you're starting from the, you know, if you're starting from the bottom, really, then have a simple structure, have a simple routine, have something that's so flipping easy that you got, that, that you're going to do. Often when we try, try to do things, we make it a bit too far out there. So it's a struggle. So make it easy, start small steps and, and you know, we have a really, without getting all tech, we have this kind of great kind of, uh, um, we have this thing called dopamine, which makes us feel good. And, and, you know, dopamine is a locator. When you find that you like doing something, do more of it because you get more of the good stuff. And then you want to go back and do more. And then five minutes becomes 10 minutes and so on and so on. But it's tiny steps just to, just to start engaging in something that, that's probably the starting point is consider what could I engage more in today that, that, that I can actually control nobody else. Great. If somebody would come with me, but actually, you know what? I could do this tomorrow. Mm. I engage and, and I'm going to engage in this stuff. That's going to be good for me. Yeah. So that'd be the first uh, thing I'd probably say. And I, I agree with all of those things. And um, I think that we have a fantastic, evolved community of listeners who we spend time with whether they're you know people we're working with in teams whether they're people that we're one-on-one coaching or our colleagues our mental um community whoever whoever it is we we all understand the highs and the lows and the peaks and the troughs of motivation and we've all had those days where we feel like we've gone backwards and not forwards and we're lucky we are lucky that we have each other to create that level of accountability. 
And I do, I do know that there are also some listeners out there who might have a relative or a, a person that they care deeply about and they're the person who are struggling with their motivation. So um, lovely advice there that, you know, let's go back to basics. Let's just boil it all right down. So what can you do tomorrow? One little thing that's really quick, straightforward. You don't even hardly have to think about it. So, yeah. And, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in early, but, you know, most people will have one of these, a mobile phone, you know, mm. I think a lot of these probably um, rule a lot of our lives these days. You know, we, we, we know how these work more than how we know our own kind of bo- mind and body works really. But I was chatting to some of the guys that's here today and there's a wide range from, physical injuries to a couple of people who um, have got other things going on. Uh, And I asked them a question about what do you do when you see the battery level in red on here? Uh, And they immediately said, well, find a charger. You need to get, you know, get some, get some juice in it. So that my point really is we're very quick to kind of recharge our mobiles when we see that little red line coming on the battery warning. So, a great thing to do is just think about what would what's going to recharge your battery what simple thing can you do to recharge your battery because we're quick to plug it into the wall is there a socket around there's then you got a cable so what i'm you know i'm what can i do for me uh, and the greatest gift i could give anybody and i have done that for many years is start something as simple as drinking water yeah there's nice a, battery, a battery a car battery won't work without the kind of water uh, or the electrolyte in it but for us we just need some water that's the kind of juice of life really and it's it's free we can virtually drink it anyway in this country um so you know if you're talking about doing something tomorrow then it can be as simple uh, as challenging yourself to drink two liters of water two liters of water and maybe do that every day but notice then get your own evidence notice how good you feel come the seventh day and that's great because there will be a lot of listeners listening to this who will remember you for the lovely advice that they get when they meet you at an induction and you talk to them about the benefits of something that is as free as water. Um, so if you're okay with this, would you do a little recap, hold people accountable just right now and and, and have a little recap on some of those benefits and what it can bring them just really short and sweet yeah so um some, a couple of not just the water Lou. yeah is that really like yeah or, or water water and and whatever spins off of that is going to be useful okay uh, okay so well I'm, the first ones i mentioned is about wherever your structure is now then just accept it go with it and go from where you are now and i'm suggesting get yourself moving a little bit because that's good do you know what 10 minutes of exercise is so good for us. When you move your muscles, any muscles, it's brilliant. Your body gets gets the chemistry set going and all sort of wonderful things going. So that's the first thing. I talked about, maybe if I could say the word environment, think about where you spend your time. So whatever you spend your time, how does that make you feel? Where can you go even for five minutes to look at something that's gonna make you feel slightly different? What is it going to give you? It's just going to make you feel good by looking or walking somewhere. So consider that. And then consider your social connections. 
friends, families. And when I say connections, most people say to me, I've got about 150 on, um, uh, on Facebook, Kerry. What I'm talking about are people you can rely on and trust on and make you feel good and will turn up to go for a little walk with you and all that kind of stuff. So that, 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 that would be the first thing I'd say. And then I'd come to a really simple step and that is water. You know, I talked about it before, as Lou mentioned. So I would invite everybody to, from, from tomorrow, challenge yourself for the next week to drink two liters of water every day. Just clean water. That, that, that's it. Uh, and I'd also suggest if you do that for seven days, you'll carry on doing it. Oh, there's something a bit funky come up on my screen, Lou, so I'm just going to get rid of it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, oh, I was... A little, a little panic there. <laughs> Uninstall and cancel. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's back to water. So if you kind of do something, you're almost starting to create a little habit. And I would suggest if you carry on drinking that water and you keep that going, you will, you will start adopting something else. I mean, there's all this talk about health hacks these days or health snacks. So you will start naturally doing something else. That's the way it rolls, I think. So go and drink water and you're probably going to find you're going to be running back and forth to the bathroom. So most people will have a plant in their house. And if you, um, if you water a plant <laughs> and you pour a big jug of water in a plant that hasn't been watered for a while, it's going to run straight out the bottom. But if you kind of start sipping away or dripping into that plant, then it'll start absorbing it. And what will probably happen with us as our plants is our muscles will ache less, our joints will ache, will ache less, and we'll find we'll have more energy. With more energy, we're more likely to step over the door and go for a little walk and start nice. being to ourselves and, and just getting at, topping our battery up. So, that, so that'd be another one. Shall I keep going, Lou? Wow, yeah, yeah, let's have it. What you got? <laughs> He's like that. I'm burnt out. I don't want to anymore <laughs> so, these are lovely lovely tips I, so and then if you think about this really complex body that we got which i keep things so simple we've got a really cool chemistry set inside us so it's about how what do we do what do we do to activate that how do we get the good stuff going i talked about the dopamine people will know about endorphins and they're the stuff that make us feel good when we do stuff or do a little bit of exercise but we've got a great chemistry set so it's about tapping into that, really. And, and some of the stuff I'm talking about will give you lots of endorphins and dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin. It, it, it's kind of all there. We, we've got all we need. So it's about, be, and the simpler we can be about it, I think the more benefits we get is taking control from the inside. Uh, and I can sit here talking to you. And I know that I've read loads of self-help books. I know that I've done all sorts of wacky and crazy stuff to try and get myself to where I want to be and now I'm getting a bit older I've realized that when I take more control on the inside of me and do the simple stuff like drinking water moving nice and easy uh, uh, breathing and they're all the things that work really well and I seem to get faster results so just right now in this moment just when I'm talking just allow yourself to consider what could you do what, what could you do 1% more of tomorrow? Just, just allow yourself to just know what comes up. What could you do 1% more of tomorrow that will take you in the direction you want to go in? Yeah, 
Uh, and I, I want to go, I want to tap into what you talked about there uh, with the breathing, because uh, I know that you've been playing around with breathing for some time. You've um, worked with some different practices playfully as well, which is always the best way of exploring anything. You've, you've made me laugh quite a few times with this, this whole breathing lark. And actually, I've listened to some stuff during the summer which has challenged me to do things a little bit differently so you know going out for a run but wearing a nasal um strip over my nose looking really you know cute not um but actually noticing the difference of when all the airways are completely open and noticing the difference in how you move so and you can get clear ones on amazon so if anyone is listening to this and they and they still want to look cute but move their body, get a clear nasal strips for sensitive skin and you'll be fine. Um, and they're also good to play around with, you know, when you get your head down at night and you're not sure. No, we don't really know how we breathe when we're asleep, do we? But we we'd like to think that we we're breathing beautifully and um, restoratively. But actually, when you start listening to what the experts say, all sorts of funky things could go on with our breathing. Um, I, I thought I was breathing really well until the wonderful Kate Fisma came around my house and gave me a massive resilience screening program to go through. And I had to give myself a bit of a wake up call and, and you know, smell the coffee because I wasn't breathing particularly well. Yeah. Um, and I was leaning on other other yeah. factors where I'm relatively strong to get me through what would be, you know, exercise or a long day at work. I was leaning on my strength of mind and um, some of my other physical abilities, but not my ability to take another thing that's free in to the system and breathe it right in and allow it to do its job. So if you could expand on that, I think it'd be great. <laughs> well, you're, doing great, you're doing a great job Lou. And, uh, uh, you know and I think you know it's important to say that you know I'm not uh, I'm not an expert in these areas and I'm certainly not not uh, clinically trained anything it, a lot of this stuff I'm talking about is is a passion and it's about from self-discovery mm. and that's what I would um, I'd really encourage people to do what I just said there self-discovery um, but you have to go and you have to go and play around with some stuff uh, enough time to get your own results because if I went back 20 years I might have some close thinking about some of the things we're talking about now I'm much more open now uh, uh, and I'm, uh, I'd like to try some stuff and I, I, I kind of laugh because Lou was talking about breathing uh, uh, whether you can see or not I'm holding up <laughs> uh, it's about a uh, half inch uh, wide micropore tape and um so let me just say this, but um, since since probably April, every night I've taped my mouth up to go to sleep. Uh, and I found it, uh, Sarah's found it even better because I, I haven't snored. I just do not <laughs> snore in my mouth. Just a little bit of tape over it so my lips are kept closed. So there's a peaceful night, peaceful night for somebody you sleep with, but there's a peaceful night for me. But then it, when you start looking into it and it encourages you to, there are more and more benefits. And, and even though I've worked in sort of physical activity and training for so many years, some of this stuff I wasn't aware of. 
I just wasn't aware of it. So until I started looking into it, like there are so many benefits. The way to breathe is through your nose. And, you know, the, the mouth is for eating and the nose is for breathing. When we breathe through your nose, we get, we get 20% more. It's, the pressure is greater and the pressure is greater through this, the nostrils. So we actually get more oxygen into our system. More oxygen is a good thing. It goes to the cells and where it needs to go. Um, so, and not only that, and this is the fantastic thing that I, I've been looking into the nose. What I didn't realize is when you breathe through the nose, you get something which is called nitric oxide. Uh, and that, so when you breathe in through the sinuses and the nasal cavity, you get this nitric oxide. And when we breathe that in, it's like a wonder kind of drug in our system. It's a, it, it's, um, it's antibacterial. So when you think of what's going on at the moment, you know, we've got the hairs in it, but this it's antibacterial, it's antiviral, and it's a, it's a vasodilator. What does that mean? It opens stuff up. So that's a fantastic thing. It opens up the vessels. So it's, it's a better system for us. So you know what? And I, I've heard people who are much more knowledgeable than this. Right now in the current situation we're going on, if there's any way to breathe, then it's our nose because it's the only filter we've got. Mm. So just, yeah. just even if I'm, even if I'm not fully joined up and there'll always be people will challenge you factually and that's okay. I'm doing my best here. I'm suggesting go and do your own research because the nose is the thing that's designed to filter air, filter stuff out. And then it's got a whole lot of great stuff that it does when we breathe through our nose. So I'd invite people to do that actually. And, and, and just think about it. If you're somebody that might get a little uptight or a, a little bit anxious about stuff, if we're breathing through our mouth, then often we might be over breathing, but often mouth breathing is very much about chest breathing. So mm. we're breathing high in the chest. If we breathe through our nose, then it's usually connected down to our diaphragm. So, that, so there's two, thing, two different systems here especially when you think chest breathing, upper chest can be more fight or flight. And then when we nose and diaphragm, that's more about kind of rest, restore, digest, rejuvenate kind of stuff. So it's a free hack. So when you start feeling a little bit uptight or anxious about something, close your mouth and breathe slowly and calmly in and out through your nose and just see what happens. And the evidence is showing that three minutes, three to four minutes of breathing through your nose gets a different system in our body, the parasympathetic system, which is about slowing, digesting and rest. It activates that and it'll slow it down. So it'll take us from a stressy state into a more relaxed state. Now, you don't even have to believe me. All you've got to do is when you, whenever you're ready or when you need to, go and try breathing in through the nose, particularly in through the nose. I mean, for goodness sake, Navy SEALs, top operators, US Special Forces, they do, the, they do breathing techniques. They do a box breathing techniques. They're big on it, where you breathe in for four, you hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, and repeat. I mean, if you, listen, if you listen to this today or tonight, if you're in the right place, why didn't you go and treat yourself to, I don't know, a few rounds or several rounds of box breathing? 
and then go and explore something else. I'm already trying. I've got my tongue on my roof of my mouth and I'm practicing while I'm listening here. But um, it, it, is, it is good and it, it, and it makes a difference and it does slow you down a little bit. I'm somebody that needs to slow down. I can dash in around all the time. So it, it does work. And I, I've been going into my kid's bedroom at night and, and listening and watching them breathe and holding my hand or my finger in front of their nose and mouth to check out where they're breathing from. And then the next day I go, right, we're going out for a walk. And between here and that lamppost, we've all got to breathe through our nose and just turning it into a bit of a game for that. And they're like, mum, you just need to get a grip. What have you listened to now? Because they know that if I've listened to something, I'm trying it out on them. However, they do it. They do it. So it's, it's little playful things that... Yeah, Lou, and you know what? If you're listening, whoever's listening, then it, is it okay to suggest a couple of things they might want to? Yeah, listen to? yeah. So uh, you know, for me, playing around with it, there's some great, there's some great books, uh, audio books, and there's some loads of stuff free on on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to learn a bit more about it, to, to just help yourself, there's a great um, Patrick McCow- McEwen who has got a book called The Auction Advantage, but he's got all his stuff is on, on YouTube and you could sort of pick and choose uh, on there. And there's another guy who I think has got a great book and the book is called Breath. And that's by a guy called James Nestor. And then if anybody's into a bit of diving and the free diving world and that, um, there's a guy called Stig Sverinsson, I think he's pronounced, and he's pretty swept up. Although he's a free diver and this guy actually held his breath for 20 minutes or 22 minutes, I believe, which is just unbelievable, but it just shows you what you can train to do. Um, he's got some great stuff. And I would say if anybody, uh, if there's a little hook in anywhere today, tonight here, go and explore those three and they'll take you on a journey anyway, and you'll go from there. But for me, uh, I can absolutely say over the last six months, it's been, um, I- I'm blown away um, by what breathing can do for us uh, and, uh, and it's just so much uh, and yeah rather than talk anymore now I'd invite you to go and look at it and that's whether you're a perfor- if you're into performance and cycling do you know what there's loads of great stuff there about doing some breath holding and it, it, it's very much about your tolerance to carbon dioxide so it's carbon dioxide is the key really uh, and there's lots of stuff to say the greater you, you can cope with carbon dioxide the greater your performance but the greater you're more likely to deal with emotions. And there's a whole study of this going on now. Uh, so again, uh, the invite is go on, go and think about it. Maybe just notice how you're breathing now mm. when you're watching TV or whatever, just notice what's going on. Yeah. I, and I know that this week, Kate Fisma is going to be um, every day. She's putting out there a, a trickle of information around building resilience. And I know that breathing's going to come up. Um, weirdly enough, I'm, I'm ex- I'll give you a quick flash of my heart rate monitor. I've got another heart rate monitor on Ooh. and, um, I've been doing, I've, I'm retesting. So I did a test in the spring, um, and breathing was part of that test and heart rate monitor monitoring is another part of it. So, um, and I wasn't overly happy and impressed with myself when I got the results. Cause I thought, come on, Lou. You know, you know enough and you've got enough good people around you to um, make a better impact than that. However, um, we have to have the plateaus 
to to get back up there on the highs, don't we? So I've had a bit more time to invest in myself lately. And I think now is a good time to repeat those tests and just see um, and, and investigate whether there's a bit of a difference in there. And certainly the breathing has has been massive and um, I was talking to Martin earlier today and yoga uh, and the practice of breathing during yoga makes a huge difference. And by the way, it's not new. It's becoming quite trendy. Yeah. If you think of the pranayama in yoga, breath work, you know, the yogis uh, and and Buddhist monks were doing it years and years ago. Um, So, you know, they they were ahead of the game. They knew about the, the the benefits of it. And I, my understanding is, you know, our respiration rate, the ideal apparently is about six breaths over, over a minute. So people can time themselves really and just yeah. see, see what you're doing. Most people, I think, are around the 10 or 12, rather, but ideally it's around about the six. But these, these um, yogis and Buddhist monks, apparently, many, many years ago, when they're chanting and stuff, these chants were almost over that kind of, you know, six repetitions over a minute so there's a natural flow in their chanting which translates basically into six breaths you know in that minute so um it's not new but the the cool thing is most of us most of us have got all we need to breathe that that's good for us so a few minutes ago i talked about you know what you can you engage in what can you engage more in maybe doing a walk, engage in drinking more water, uh, engaging with a friend? Uh, so this one, my E for you now is go and explore. Go and explore uh, the benefits of breathing and the water and movement and all. And so this is engagement and exploring. So there's, a, a, and I've got one more E coming at you in a bit. Uh, oh, <laughs> Can't beat three I E's. Love it. I love it. I love it. Ease. I like it. Um, I, I'm liking the whole theme around slowing down. I think, I think, you know, I'm, in, I'm including myself here. We've been, I've been speeding up for too long. Um, and I'm enjoying the um, opportunity to slow down a little bit. And I did talk about that with, with um, the lovely Jim Woodlingfield the other week and how the second lockdown that I've experienced has been almost the second chance, if you like, to do the stuff that I never got to do the first time round. So um, trying to look for the silver lining in, in the things that are coming our way at the moment and easing down and... Yeah. Um, is is good very good um so what else you got come on what's your other e give it to us uh, um before i come to the other e i'll talk about the last my last little bit i think a uh, couple of bits couple of bits slew so um <laughs> we've talked about what we've talked about then right now um i would say the importance of drinking hydration so mm-hmm. Again, I'm in the area now of the fuel. What fuel are we putting inside this? Um, and I think, you, you know, even though I've talked about moving and my whole life has been around training and, and I, it still is on a daily basis. But if I've learned one thing, I've learned this. You'll never, never out-train your nutrition. So the nutrition is massive. So what, how, how, are we, how do we fuel ourselves? We talked about water. So, and it's not for me today to talk about it, but... 
most of us will know whether we're on the money or not with with our eating give or take so i would just ask everybody today generally most people can make a one percent change in in their nutrition in their eating their eating habits and and think big you know we're all different but the sure thing is these days what's talked about a lot is you know the the brain gut is the connection between it and we used to think that didn't that was just made up but it does exist you know the biggest nerve in the body the vagus nerve runs from up in the top up in the top of your head through all the vital organs right down into the gut so i think i think of the vagus nerve as being like british telecom almost it's picking up all these signals so everything is information into the body so how you breathe if you're breathing up in the chest the vagus nerve picks it up and you might go into that fight or flight bit because you get a little bit more on your guard if you breathe in lower the vagus nerve picks up something else so it what you eat that's information and we'll all know that we know and inflammation is the biggest cause of disease and problems in the body so just just consider uh, without me kind of just hopefully i'm not coming across as lectured i'm just trying to trying to get you to, to just have a look at what it is your eating is like have a look at when you eat experiment with it think about think about maybe missing a meal see how that goes you know we get so wound up about we can't go out and do this because i haven't eaten this and i'm going to fall over and, and i would suggest that's probably not the case so find your own evidence find out what foods make you feel great Find out what foods make you feel a bit, Ugh. I always want to have fish and chips every now and again, but every time I have them, <laughs> I can't wait to get stuck into them. But once I've had them, I generally say, oh, don't want them again, because I feel a bit heavy and a bit lethargic. So just just turn your, turn your awareness up. And I know that probably either in resilience or other chats, you'll hear that word. And probably the first step of change is awareness. Turn, up the, you know, turn the dial up. Um, be more aware of what you're doing. Be more aware of what, how much you're drinking, what you're eating. Are you moving? Are you, are you getting out in the fresh air? How are you breathing? And everything I'm saying here is all stuff that we can control. Um, so it's about give yourself some choice. You know, just just we are as human beings, we are we are in a place of stimulus and response, and we can do that immediately. So what I'm saying is try and have a slightly bigger gap and in that gap put the word choice and start trying to make good choices that's going to get you to where you want to go or is going to be the catalyst for the new you or how you want to be uh, but i'd always come back to tiny is huge small baby steps little things but you have to start doing something you don't have to flip and like it half the time but you just got to start. And once you start, then you will probably start getting a little bit of momentum and then you'll want to do more. But keep it simple and easy. Just something that's so easy you can start doing tomorrow. Uh, I think it's fair to say as well, anyone who's listening to that, who's thinking, do you know what? I'd love a bit of advice. I'd love, I'd love somebody to give me their, you know, what, what, have a look at what I'm eating or what I'm not eating um that's going to help me feel a bit more fueled up and alert in order to apply myself 
to a job uh, or to the job of my dreams or to be able to, with a clear mind, um, write my CV or um, change my impact when I go in a room because that, that definitely has an impact on how I apply myself throughout the day or if I have a bit of um, I don't often eat breakfast because it's not it's I'm not ready for it then so that wouldn't be a great example but if an evening if I eat too late too heavy it has a massive effect on what I actually achieve that evening yeah. how I sleep and it can lead right into how I'm applying myself to work the next day so, uh, and, and I think I've got quite a few things weighed off. I've got, re- you know, room to go. I'm a good old 80-20 merchant, me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do think, I want people to know that if they're listening to this conversation and they've got some ideas and they want they to grow their confidence around that subject, there are, there are, there's yourself and there are lots of other people mm. who are super enthusiastic about nutrition on this team that they, they the door is open isn't it Kerry they can come anytime they want with an email or a slap yeah. message and just ask the question nothing Listen. you know we've all talked about it for years so come on join the chat is what I say yeah totally uh, no, absolutely and that and that you know hello uh, if I'm honest I, I uh, I never find I, I'm the most natural one on, on Zoom or on the different platforms. But there's also, they're great. They're great because, you know, you can be a virtual coach, a virtual, you can be a friend, you can be, you can help somebody to just get going. So, you know, and uh, just use whatever you got. Use whatever yeah. you got, uh, uh, you know, get, get stuck in there. Um, uh, the lovely um, Lynn Vaughan, who I know lots of people all know, um, she's she's challenging herself at the moment, and she won't mind me telling anyone this. She is challenging herself with vegan Tuesdays. Yeah. So just on Tuesday, she's being really playful and only eating plants. And the, and the way she describes it is absolutely hilarious. But she's being playful and she's having a go. Uh, and and, that, and that's brilliant, you know. And and that's back to just just get something going um whatever it whatever it is you know i think um again something i've played around with and i'll invite people to try and a couple of people who i'm working with uh, i've got them doing this uh, so you know there's lots of stuff these days about cold water uh, and the benefits of cold water immersion uh but you know with a few people i'm working with i'm getting them to experiment with just a, a cold shower now, the cold showers is the hardest thing you're, you're probably ever going to do because there's nothing worse when you have a nice warm shower is you start thinking about turning it down. Uh, and, and even my partner, Sarah, I've got her experimenting with it. And, but what happens is when you wake up in the morning, you kind of go boom. And the first thing then is I'm not in the cold shower. I'm not doing that because you get this kind of thinking appearing. But if you kind of go into the shower and you have a nice warm one, what you find is that your thinking in that moment changes. And then you then more likely to turn it down and get the benefits. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that I think cold showers have so many benefits. I think they give, we've got thousands of miles of blood vessels. uh, And every day since March, I've given myself a workout just by turning the handle down the shower, as cold as I can go. I started off for 30 seconds, do a little bit longer now and my whole blood vessels 
get a massive workout. They're just going to go, and then when they warm up, they're going to open up. So I get some blood flow moving around. That's the way I look at it. People might say different, but that's how I look at it. I, I think there's some nice evidence now. Cold shower, if you have trouble in sleeping, have a listen to this. Have a freezing cold shower before you go to bed. Now, you're probably going to go, what you're talking about, what you want. <laughs> um, it's an invitation. So when people say to me here, when I'm working, some of the guys here, they really don't sleep very well. I'm saying, okay, this week we're going to go cold showers, especially last thing at night. And what I say is, find your own evidence. Because some of these people I'm working with, they cannot believe it. It might not work for everybody, but it might just... It's good for our immune system. I think there's a bit about there's a bit about how we kind of might burn a few more calories. I don't know how true that is, but for me, it's just something that the most present I am in the day is when that shower's at its coldest, because I'm not thinking about anything else to do with work, worry, or concern. The only thing that's in my mind is this is cold, and because I'm in that place, I'm kind of present. And then what happens to me is, even 30 seconds, when you step out, I feel alive. And I actually feel I've achieved something. So what has it done for me? Besides some of the health benefits, I believe it does. It makes me aware of where my thinking is. And it actually shows me how weak my head is. Because quite often I want to turn it back up to warm. So... It's a nice pointer because when we want to change something or do something or start something new, I believe our mind can be quite weak. So by me being a little bit more controlled and setting me watch and doing a minute or trying to go to two minutes, I believe that gives me a little bit more resilience. It gives me that. It, it gives me the ability of that stimulus response rather than just getting out. It gives me a bit about making the gap a little bit wider between that stimulus and making a choice. And I choose to stay in. And I believe that gives me strength in other areas of my life. I think the thing that stands out for me in hearing you say that is the, is the choice piece. And so many things that, that are happening to us, around us and with us day in, day out. We don't always get choice. But this, this, uh, you know, even when we're breathing, we're not choosing there. We're just breathing, you know. Um, yeah. And sometimes, even when we're moving, we're not, we're not really thinking about it. But with something like that, that is, that is empowerment. We are choosing to do something completely different to what we're used to. Yeah, and so. it isn't pleasant. But I really believe when you can get to a point where you can stay thirty seconds in it you'll be able to take that into other areas of your life. But it ain't going to happen immediately. Just like walking one day isn't going to, just like drinking water. So uh, yes, you've got to engage in something. I'm asking you to ex explore in something. And the last thing really is, where can you put a bit of energy into something? Where can you put more energy into something tomorrow? I'm not talking about just, forget talking about it, or I'll do it, at the end of the week just just whenever you if you're listening to this now just jot down something you're going to do tomorrow that's good for you nobody else and that you're in total control of and most of us are in control of turning the temperature down most of us can control turning the tap on so yeah um 
and I would say a little health thing, if you're going to go and start being more adventurous and explore going into the, into the lakes, seas, rivers, then I'm saying right now, you know, make sure it's safe, make sure you're going with somebody and make sure that you're in the right place to, to be able to do that. So if you need to get checked out, get checked out. Uh, but, but, you know, obviously you've got to do things safely. Uh, and again, if you are going into the water, tiny is huge. Go in and dip your legs in. Get your legs nice and cold the first day. But go somewhere. And going out, and um, certainly from December, I'm going to be start doing some stuff in where I live in Sidmouth with somebody. And we're going to create a little um, uh, group to go in the sea. Um, but you know what? Why am I doing that? Because I think it's, there's benefits. Then by getting people there this time, we can socially distance, but you get some social interaction just by looking at the sea. Even if they don't go in it, it's going to put down some of their cortisol levels, but they're going to then we'll have a little cup of coffee or whatever in a shelter or spread out. So there's loads of stuff. There's just loads of health, well-being stuff, which is going to go on. And everything I've said is free. There's mm. no there's no financial cost paying out. The only cost is is my time and the cost, the cost of making the right choice or the choice that you choose to do that particular day or in your time. Um, so, yeah, and um, hopefully, Lou, you'll give me the time to just say one last thing before I... Before right. we, we You're can, good. We're, you, we're good. And uh, can I just um, mention something there, which is quite important, but I'll, I will allow these people to remain anonymous, but I will challenge them to reveal themselves on Slack. Um, I happen to know three... Three people in our learning community who are starting to do some wild swimming. So they, over the last couple of weeks on a Friday, they have a little social gathering and off they go and they get into the North Sea. Um, two of them get do that on a Friday. And then there's another lady that I know who's been doing some wild swimming for some time. And um, they are having an absolute ball. So if they're listening to this at some point in the, in the next week or so, I'm going to challenge them to reveal themselves. Um, but they're loving it. They're loving it. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of time because the water's <clears> cold, you know, and the, the sea temperature now is probably about 12 degrees, 13 degrees, 12 degrees. Um, you don't have to be long. But I, I was, yeah, you're going to get cold, but as you, you're going to feel amazing you're going to feel a sense of achievement, but you know, your body's going to feel alive. Uh, so give it some thought. It doesn't have to be cold water. It doesn't have to be a cold shower, but just find, maybe just think about what you can start doing. Good, good, good. So what, what's your, what do you want to leave us with Kerry? What's your um, fi final things that you'd like to share? Well, I would have to say that self-care, which I think was that what you yeah. started off this conversation. And of course, we've talked about what can you engage in and, and, and uh, you know, explore and consider your energy levels. And I think if you start eating and drinking more, that'll help your energy levels. But I would have to say something that all of us must have. Um, we don't all find it easy, but... Um, you know, if I could, if I could bottle this up and put it into a potion, give to everybody and get you to take it, that it would be so fantastic. And it would solve lots of the stuff that goes on with us. Um, and that's called sleep. Um, so the word is sleep. And, and the thing is, I, I think we are designed in a way that 
I can have like an all night crazy party in my head. I can be, it can be, you know, it can be a really lively place and I can probably do that for one night, two nights, three nights. But you know, when you have a party, you've probably got to get the cleaners have got to come in and they've got to kind of tidy up and put things back in place and put things where they need to be. Uh, and the cleaners in our heads is sleep. That's the way I look at it. Um, so, and it isn't easy. It isn't easy because, partners snort if they do get some microport tape another plug for microport tape on their lips <laughs> <laughs> but um it, it isn't easy children um situation um different ailments and injuries and just just life stresses all sorts of stuff goes on uh, but you know we need sleep you know we just we just have to find the sleep because that's where you know, and the different levels of sleep, because that's where the magic happens, where we, we, you know, we repair and we, you know, we growth and all that kind of stuff, learning and all that wonderful stuff takes place. So it isn't, it isn't easy, I know, but it's something that, that we need. And, and again, with the people I work here with, sleeping is a big issue. It's a big issue. Uh, and what people normally say to me is, I've done everything, Kerry. I've done everything, Kerry. But when I then start suggesting stuff to them, oh, I haven't done that yet, or oh, I haven't done this. So, you know, I'm sure again, Lou, there's there's people in the community that they that people can drop a note, they could speak to, uh, and I'd be more than happy to say, well, here's some ideas, because what works for one doesn't work for somebody else. Um, but uh, I, I would say generally, if you're saying I've tried everything, then I would say, you know. That, <laughs> That's what we think we know is just a limitation to what we don't know or we haven't tried yet. And sometimes you just have to suspend your thinking what you think is true and to just dip your toe in and take a tiny step towards and finding your own kind of evidence really and results. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah. It's an interesting one. There's so many factors and I think the quality of sleep changes you know, at, at, at different parts of your life, for sure. Um, and my, my, you've made me think about my mum because whenever my mum comes to say, I say, do you have an all right night's sleep? You're uh, everything all right? Oh, no, it was terrible. And I, and I think that is an age-old response uh, condition. So we condition ourselves to think a certain way around how we sleep as well. And it might just be that a period of time in our life, we, did, we sleep, slept particularly rubbish. And I can use having young kids as an example, because you're just up in the night, you're checking them and, oh, what do you want now? Oh, get in, because you can't be bothered to move. And that's where bad habits creep in for everyone in the household. And then before you know it, you're in your late 60s and 70s, and you're saying, oh, I had a terrible night's sleep. But actually... Your sleeping's fine, and it's just your mindset around sleep that's the problem. So, it is it is a good good meaty subject to get into, uh, and very very important, as you said. It is, I and mean, it, it, yeah, I'm very aware that um, yeah, it's, it's so important, and it can it can it can really get you down, and your energy starts sapping. So, you know, I would say do whatever you can do to to get yourself the best sleep you possibly can. Go and speak to people, get advice. And maybe try try some of those things that you haven't done. No matter if they appear wacky to you, just go and try. Just just give them a go. Give them a go. Um, that would be my yeah my tip on that one, Lou. Yeah, and and um, 
well, we won't, we won't talk about alcohol because I reckon that's a whole subject in, in for an hour itself. But if I take my own example, just that one glass of wine that, that you might have with dinner or something, and you instantly feel a little bit more relaxed because it's the wine and it's, it was really nice. Um, when I did the, the sleep study or the resilience study with Kate back in the spring, the insight that I got from just understanding more about that impact of one glass of wine was a bit of a shocker. That was a bit of a wake up and smell the coffee, Lou, because you think that wine is fine, but actually yeah. it was having a, quite an interesting effect. So technically for me, what it was doing, it was knocking two or three hours out of the quality of my sleep. Yeah. Even though I was laying down with my eyes shut, activity levels on the inside were still, you know, pretty high. And what we're looking for is that restoration, that opportunity to balance everything back out again. And that just wasn't happening because totally. I kept having a glass of wine. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really boring now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, the, the, so what I want to say about that is, is that there are loads of people um, on this team who I know can help or they've had a journey with it themselves and they'd just be great to have a chat with about it and like you said um, anyone can get in touch or get some tips or, or on what to read or what to immerse yourself in yeah totally because yeah, look at us Lou it's um, it, it's just gone nine o'clock at night and I'm sitting in the room and I've got all the bright lights on in the room and I'm looking at a screen so, you know, that's not setting myself up for the best. Um, so back to my explore, what could I, cause I could explore some glasses that, that take out the kind of, you know, the, the, the light and all that, the, the, the harmful lights or the stuff that messes us up. So there's lots of things we can do. You just, you just got to be, I guess you just got to be bothered. You've got to be bothered and, and just do something, uh, do something, no matter how small it is, do something that's, that's, that's just good for you. Yeah, that's simple. And I, I was talking to Martin earlier today, and we were recording some bits and bobs. And he was he was saying, unless you go out and push a boundary and you, you try it out, you're just never going to know, and you're never going to move forward. So um, that's what all this is about. Yeah, yeah, it's all a balance. So we've got the three E's: explore, engage, and and energy. The yeah. three E's. Yeah. Um, and so be, before we sign off, yeah. I just want to ask you about one very special, lovely lady in your life. She's a top Welsh bird, and that's your mum. Because oh, I know how close you are to your mum and how much you love her. Um, and I would just, I would like you to wrap it by saying, in all of the things that you've talked about tonight, um, and your three E's and that that list of things from breathing to fuel to cold water, right the way over to movement and water. What is it that your mum's got in her makeup that helps her to get it right? Because she does get a lot of things right, doesn't she? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And it's not one. <laughs> you can probably tell by my pause, it's not one that I thought you were going to ask me. Um, yeah which is always a good question then, isn't it? Because uh, I have to go on the inside and find the answer. Yeah, my mum, 
she's 89 uh, and she is I think she's quite exceptional. She, and I think what makes her exce- ex- exceptional is, do you know, I think it's a mindset. Well, is it? she's positive. She is a positive person, my mum. But you know what I think works for her? Uh, and I could say so many loving things about her because uh, that's the easy thing to do. But what, what's something I can say that I think my mum does so well? Um, and that is she's got a routine and structure. And um, she's always had a routine and structure, you, you know, and even um, sadly, my dad passing away, and she still has a routine and structure. And I, I'm more and more convinced every day that it's really, really good for her. And you know, I'm not going to go into all the detail, but I know that on a Monday, she still needs to dust and clean upstairs of her house. There's not, it's not even, there's not even dust there or dirty, but she does it. Sunday, she always makes a cooked dinner. She still bakes a cake every week. She, she might give one to the to a neighbour. This day, she'll do this. On Friday, she'll have fish. On the, do you know what I mean? It, it, um, she does a washing on this day, ironing on this day. It, it's quite a structure. It, it kind of just flows. It's not regimented, but I think it works for her. She eats her meals at the same times. I've had a conversation with her. She thinks I'm a bit cranky and a bit kind of weird about some of the stuff I eat and the stuff I talk about. But I was saying to her, you only eat pretty much like natural produce. You go down to the local shop and you buy your potatoes and your carrots stuff and you cook them. You don't do processed food. You don't do all that kind of stuff. You never have. Um, and, and I say eating, she wouldn't dream of eating late at night. She has a what she calls tea around about half four, five o'clock. And all she'll have then is maybe a cup of tea. Um, so when you think about what we're doing in the modern world now about, you know, um, going 16 hours with eat, without eating and stuff, because it's good to, to for our cells and rejuvenation, let the body do what it does. She's been doing that for so many years. And she's 89 and she's still sharp and mobile. She'll tell me she's not, but she is. So I hope yeah. I've answered the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you've answered it that way. And I kind of had a hunch that you would because she is a great example of all of those things. And, and I know that she has some really good social connection as well, which you yeah. mentioned as one of your your yeah. um, criteria for that self-care. So, yeah, it was good you know to look back around to her. You know, what she's done? you know what she's done for most of her life, which I think, again, is a thing that's great. And I'm sorry if I don't take your time. She sings. She plays the piano. This place didn't play now, it's not piano house, but she used to play the piano a little bit, or a little bit of a keyboard thing. And she's been in a choir, and her and my dad sang in a choir, and they're always singing in the house. And uh, I think the more I get into this, the more I dive into this stuff, what's singing all about? It's about, it makes you feel good. There's lots of evidence about how music makes us feel good. You sing with other people, it makes you feel even better. And you have to breathe. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's one of them, things that we can all do so so then again we're back to exploring nice love it love it nice to end on a lovely old welsh chick 
<laughs> so um, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for your time. I know it's late and you've been working all day. So I'm really grateful. I've really enjoyed the conversation. I knew I would. And I knew there'd be some, some really passionate um, elements to it, which will people will love, love your voice, love your warmth. They always do. Um, so hearing you back on the airwaves, back in their world, in their community, it will al allow them to, or enable them to feel more connected. So, um, and I know, I know, because even I was doing it as we were talking, uh, practicing my nasal breathing, that there'll be some little bits of experimentation going on within a week or an hour of anyone hearing this chat. So I cannot thank you enough. Uh, it's my pleasure, Lou, and, and, and thank you. I, I really enjoyed uh, talking to you as well. I always do. Uh, and so, yeah, I simply thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Join me tomorrow, Rebooters, when I will be chatting with Melissa Thacker. She has an amazing reboot story. She has fantastic elements of resilience that we've all been learning about recently and this all comes to life when she shares her story in a chat with me so tune in press play i'll meet you there let's have a listen <laughs>